this is Jean MacDonald, the Midlife Woman's Friend, and today I'm introducing my new podcast series, which I'm going to be calling Talking with Midlife Men. Now, in the uh, post-COVID era, which we are entering now, we know there are going to be big changes ahead. People talk about the new normal, but none of us have much idea what that's going to be like. And indeed, the politicians and other authority figures don't know either. There are so many factors which could combine to make it different. So the thing is, we can't do anything about this ourselves as ordinary individuals, and we can't even prepare because we've no idea what it's going to be like. All we can do is change our own lives in those areas where we can. Now you may think that you're stuck with your previous life or your present life uh, because that's where it's been for a long time and uh, it feels very stuck. But there are always areas where we can change things if we decide to for the better. So I was thinking, how can I be of most help to midlife women? And midlife women are my special areas because I wish to help them in their midlife transformation into the second half of their lives. And so it, it fulfills for them the, their goals of, of love, happiness, and fulfillment. And I've identified five immediate areas that tend to hold midlife women back. The first one is health and wellness. Now, this means that we have to adjust the fact that our bodies are different in middle life, and many things that they did automatically before, we now have to do for them or help them do by taking special care and giving them special uh, attention and uh, supplementation because our bodies no longer produce naturally the things that kept us going previously. The second area I've identified is, is money and finances, and that means money now and money in the future, including the distant future when we can no longer generate money for ourselves. The third area is intimate relationships. Now, this is relationships with the partner that you have or have had or would like to have. And it's a fraught area, and I see very many midlife women struggling with it in their aspiration for what they feel they need in order to achieve happiness. Well, I've got some interesting news and new thoughts in that area. The fourth area is self-confidence and image. Uh, the natural confidence which we had when we were younger seems to have dissipated with the years of uh, bringing up children and um, work and all the other things, so that our self-confidence has taken quite a few knocks during that time. And our image is, for many of us, um, tends towards invisibility because we just do not feel ready to face outside our intimate circle the world. And this has to be put right. So the fifth area is family and friends. Now these are our nearest and dearest who don't necessarily see the world the same way as we do and don't necessarily share our aspirations. What I advocate are ways of dealing with this without upsetting people unnecessarily and still achieving your independence and staying on good terms. Now we'll be dealing with all of these in detail later in the year in the New Midlife Women community. But for the moment, I thought, what can I pick to start with? And the one I picked out is communicating with midlife men. Because it seems to me the majority of problems that midlife women have are caused either directly or indirectly by midlife men.
These can be partners, of course, but also bosses, fathers, suppliers, medics, and other officials. For the moment, let's concentrate on domestic relationships, that is the intimate relationship um, at home. Um, but the principles I'll be talking about can be applied to all the above. So what happens in our communication as we uh, move through life? Once the easy chatter of romantic love wears off, conversations with our partners become more practical and have longer silences. And the same applies to midlife people once they settle down together. The uh, early magic quickly disappears and um, hopefully can be replaced by something good, but it tends to be rather more circumspect and cautious. So when domestic issues come up, rather than talk them through, the temptation is to ignore them and hope they'll go away or resolve themselves. Recently, I was talking to a girlfriend who has a boisterous three-year-old son. His father was home during the lockdown and was very helpful with childcare and some domestic work during that time. However, now he's returned to work, he's dropped out of most of his domestic uh, involvement and has retired into his own world. Now, the child has caused my friend to strain her shoulder so that she's in pain much of the time, and particularly when lifting and restraining the child. In addition, my friend is trying to get her beautician business going again after the lockdown and has very little time to do it. So what would you say to my friend? Well, before I tell you what I said, let me give you some useful background principles. Firstly, it's an overworked saying that men can't multitask. This is something which is disputed by many people, including many men, and there are some exceptions. But I think most women would agree that in their experience, the majority of men can only do one thing well at a time. Well, there's a basic reason for this. It is that they are biologically programmed to focus on one thing at a time. And this comes from being descended from generations of hunters. If you're a hunter and you don't focus on your quarry and the pursuit and the successful uh, capture of the quarry, then you don't eat that night. So it's very important. In these days, when we don't have to do so much hunting, men tend to focus mostly on their work, their sport, or their latest project. Now, they don't tend to look sideways to see the needs of other people, and they don't think of other people and their issues unless they're compelled to. By and large, they won't respond to hints, jibes, and moods, or passing comments or suggestions, or even nagging. My friend could throw a tantrum, but that's a bit extreme and won't contribute to an adult cooperative relationship. It's based on making him feel guilty and in the wrong, and that's not productive long term because he will find justifications. In other words, ways of making himself right. I hope you all agree when we go through them, there are better ways. Now, my advice to my friend was that she needs to talk to her husband and tell him of situation and needs. I said, don't expect him to work it out for himself by observing and understanding your position. That's not the way men operate. But if you put it to him in the right way, you will probably get his understanding and cooperation. The right way means getting his full attention and holding it while you say your piece. Then getting his commitment to change before allowing the conversation to end. Very easy to say, much more difficult to do. And how do you start after years of communicating 
or not communicating in particular ways. So to start you off, I've come up with a useful phrase to memorize, which I learned from Dr. Pat Allen, who's a relationship expert in the United States. She's very funny and knows her stuff. If you ever get a chance to listen to any of her recorded sessions with groups of people. And the phrase that she suggests is, when would you be available to talk about a serious issue we need to discuss? I repeat that, you may wish to write it down and memorize it. When would you be available to talk about a serious issue we need to discuss? I hope you found this podcast helpful. It's generated some useful thoughts and ideas on ways you can improve things in your life in the future. So far, we've just looked at the theory of better communication with men. I realize it's not so easy to do. It's hard to break the old habits. In future podcasts, I will be looking at some tips and techniques to help you build your confidence in talking to midlife men and to get your point across and get the outcomes you want. In the meantime, this is Jean MacDonald, the Midlife Woman's Friend, signing off for now. Bye.